What's up, dudes? It is Saturday morning before a game seven of the Eastern Conference semi finals, and I am jacked up. I've submitted my big assignment. I went out and had a few beers last night, went to bed at 8 8 p.m., came back to 12.30 p.m., couldn't sleep till 3.30 p.m., slept till 7 a.m. Wait, I should have said 7 a.m. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. Tonight, I'm commentating the QSL League, the Young Studs, with former NBL legend Ben Arthur. Tune into Basketball Queensland, I think, live stream, or maybe just Northside Wizards, to watch some good games of b-ball, women's at 5pm, men at 7pm. Okay, the tip for today, and today, game sevens, we're going to make a lot of money. Game six, well, let's, let's, let's look at the whole series as a whole and the individual games. In my personal opinion... And probably everyone's opinion. The Celtics are the better team. They've pretty much beaten the Raptors four times already. But OG and the Raptors stole that one game. They have a better closer in Kemba Walker. But the Raptors are just trying so freaking hard every game. They've been smashing out the minutes with their starters compared to Boston and particularly compared to the Bucks, uh-oh, um, and Kyle Lowry just wasn't going to lose that last game, and it's just so good that he's showing how awesome that he is, because for so many years, him and DeMar DeRozan were disrespected, DeMar DeRozan deserved to be, Kyle Lowry didn't, and then last year, Kyle Lowry also played awesome in the finals, in particular, the closeout game against Golden State. He hit like three threes in the first quarter just because he was fired up. So, game sevens, what do we know about them? Well, usually, it's a rock fight. Everyone's a bit tight. Everyone's a bit nervous. We're going to stick with that theory, even though it's in the bubble. I don't think... Like, you could say that the fans being there and the fans' nervous energy impacts the players, but I think also just being in an empty stadium is weird for a whole nother reason. Like, it's the so much high stakes on the line, and yet it feels like you're just playing an AAU game that you've played your whole life. So, in saying that, we're playing it safe in two different ways. Game sevens can lead to blowouts, but more likely is going to be a bloodbath. So the operating theory is it's a bit of a rock fight. Young Celtics like Jason Tatum, etc. are nervous. Even Kemba. He's biggest game he's been in, college, UConn. He hit a step back mid-range. I think Kemba will be the person who closes out this game and wins it for the Celtics. But other than that, I don't see anyone in particular doing a lot of scoring. So I'm 
hitting the unders hard. I'm cheering for the miss. My favorite way to bet. The total points. Under. This is an alternative points line. Under 210.5. I think it'll be a rocky start. Take a while to find their feet. The only thing that will hurt us here is overtime. Another thing that we've seen in the bubble, and in particular with the Nuggets-Clippers series, is the toll that the previous series is taking on the Nuggets players. The amount of minutes and shots that they needed from Murray and Jokic, more just Murray, um, just to get through Utah, is now impacting them in the Clippers series. Obviously, Clippers are better defensively. They've got certain people they can throw on them. Murray is just not insanely hot. All those things are contributing. But also, he he was a bit defeated when he found out he's not the same guy. He does not walk in on the moon. And that same amount of production required from Murray is similar to what Lowry's had to do for the Raptors just to keep them in it. They're not getting much from Siakam in this series because Siakam really thrives in transition. He's a bit of a downhill bandit. He's got really long limbs, so he takes long steps around you and just coils around the bucket and drops it in. Yes, there will be missed shots, turnovers, all that sort of stuff, but that doesn't lead to transition in Game 7 because everyone's fucking getting back. Someone like Marcus Smart, who his distinct advantage is how hard he plays, actually gets limited in Game 7s because he's already playing at 110%. Everyone else starts to lift a bit more. And maybe that's where the errors come in. Maybe that's when you start shooting like Marcus Smart. But that's what we're going to see today. A lot of hustle, desperation, bricks, and misses. So, the play is... Funny I mentioned him. Marcus Smart, alternative points under 15.5. Same game multi. Freddie Van Vliet, this guy does scare me. Sometimes I just think he's got ice in his veins and he's going to have to jack it all game long. But I've gone for an under 23.5 alternative line for Freddie. Surely he doesn't become big game seven Freddie and drops 30 on the Celtics who have a really good defense. It's been one-way traffic for the, for the Raptors thus far in this series. They're only getting point production really from Freddie and Lowry. If they're the guys that beat you in Game 7, well then Celtics, you don't deserve to advance. So And he, Freddie is another one who's just been playing gonzo huge minutes. So under 23.5 for Fred Van Fleet. Under 15.5 for Marcus Smart. Game total, under 210.5. And I I think we'll be pretty safe there, which feels good. And the final piece of the puzzle is, who I previously mentioned, Pascal Siakam, under 21.5. So less than 22 points. He hasn't got it going all series. He was like 2 for 13 from 3-1 game. He just doesn't have the skill set right now to score on people who can match him physically and athletically. Toby, interestingly enough, got on Siakam last game to score more than 23 points, which I advised him maybe don't do. And I said one thing in your favor is that the Raptors starters will all play a shit ton of minutes. It went to double overtime. Pascal played 54 minutes and he couldn't get the job done. 
Now, Toby Steele, my housemate, has created a list of things that you can do that are better than what he did in that 54 minutes. So I'll bring him in now to give us that list. Here is eight things you can accomplish in 54 minutes. You can run 10 kilometers, watch three episodes of The Simpsons, have a three course meal, get a haircut, drive to the Sunshine Coast, climb a mountain, take a nap, and win the war zone. All of these things, Pascal, were better than your performance the other night. All right, thank you, Toby, for that special list. Fuck Pascal, indeed. Uh, So that was the first tip. If you put those together and you power play them, you get 3.85 value. I've got two units on. I don't know where the banker is. He's had some trouble lately, so I'm going to have a good day today. We're going to win, and then we'll see the banker after today because I don't want to know what's been going on lately. That assignment really took got the better of betting in the bubble. So take that market, and the other market we're going to take is... It's called TriBet. Your betting company will have a version of this, but it's basically... Either team to win by seven or less. So we get a seven-point buffer on the Celtic side and we get a seven-point buffer on the Raptors side. It's $2 odds and I'm going to place two units on that as well. Essentially, we just need it to be a close game. And in a low-scoring game, it's even more likely that it's going to be a close game. One thing that could fuck us here is teams say a close game, they're up three, and we get into the foul game. And because it's a game seven and there's nothing left to lose, it could, we could be down six and we still foul them again. Because why the frick not? We could shoot ten full court shots and win the game. So that's one thing to worry about. But I'm hoping it just comes down to a sort of um, similar to game three, which was almost a game seven of sorts for... The, the Raptors, and uh, we just have some one-on-one playmaking down the stretch, and Kemba outduels Lowry. That's what I'm anticipating. I'm actually going for the Raptors, although I do think a Miami Celtic series would be quite nice. So, thanks for listening, and tune in to the... Uh, stream tonight to watch some Beeble and hear my commentary. Thank you. Cameron, a lot of people say shock the world. I call it destiny. Zaza, talk about pulling it all in at the end there. Nothing easy. Nothing easy. We're going to game seven, baby. Game seven. Game seven. Hey, I wish you guys were there, but we everybody knows that we got your support. We're gonna feel it on game seven. We love you. Woo!